Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. What are the things that transpired into the God of Jacob being recognized? We're going to be looking at some of those secrets tonight. And so with that being said, uh, this month for us has been tag our month of advancement. A month of advancement. We begin to look from last week's Sunday, what are the things Jacob did that guarantees his advancement? What are the things that guarantees his outcome for his life? This month, for instance, it has been called our, this year, it has been called our year of overflow. So if overflow will be seen, which means we need to be able to talk about favor, which was the month of February, we look into what compels favor. Last month, which is our month of March, we look into manifestation that there are some certain things that has to be manifested in your life through Christ that can answer to all the mountains of influence that you're currently operating. Literally. See, God is looking for you to be to operate in that very particular sphere that you are thinking, does God allow, does God want me to go there? This is me, hear me. If God does not want you to go there, I don't think he would give you that opportunity to capture that reality. Maybe this is going to be for somebody. Because the truth of it is the fact that if God gave you the ability for you to capture that reality in the realm of the spirit, and now you are now beginning to ask, does God really want me to go there? The only thing I will say to you here, the Bible said, commit your ways before the Lord. If you notice there, you are the one that has to come with the ways. It says, you submit, I mean, commit your ways to me. God is not going to come and commit the ways to you. <laughs> because this is where we miss it. God, show me what to do. He says, my friend, go and find what to do and bring it and let's look into it. God, if you're not going to direct me to open my language, and he says, my friend, will you be on the road of N1? Because why there are ways that lead to Upumalanga. For some of it is R2014, whatever you know the code that leads to your place. Because I don't know those R numbers and all those things. You know. But his own part is find the ways before you embark on that journey. Commit it to me so that I tell you the one that does not have bumps, the one that does not have troubles, the one that does not have anxiety. And that's what God is saying. That see, I have given you the earth and the fullness thereof, the habitat and those that dwell in it. But the truth of it is the fact that even with all that opportunity, there are opportunities that are unto death, opportunities that are unto life. Now your part is to say, Lord, because this world is wicked and I want to advance, I need to know which one to go. These are the roads that I've brought before you. That is the ways. Lord, I want to get into politics. And you are now saying, okay, politics. And he's like, okay, fine. There are, I don't know how many parties in South Africa. There are 20 parties in this country. Which of the parties you want to get into now? You are bringing, you have taken your time to go and check politics. You've checked ANC. I wanted to say PDP. PDP is Nigeria. You check ANC. You check DA. Yeah, DA is South Africa. You check ANC. You check DA. You check EFF. You've checked IFP. You check, well, I think that's where I end. Well, that's for, that's the only one I can remember now. You check the things, you find the one that aligns with who you are in Christ. Then you're now committed to God. God, I have ANC. I have PDP. No, not PDP, man. I have ANC. I have DA. 
I have EFF and I have IFP. And because you have committed your ways into you, then he begins to tell you, no, don't go to ANC. Because ANC at this very particular moment, they have internal squabbles, blah, 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 all those things. Oh, no, don't do DA. Because DA at this moment now, it looks as if they don't like black people and all of a sudden. That's why you see Musi left, you see this one left, you see this left. And they begin to tell you the internal thing. Because why? You have the Holy Spirit on your inside that begins to give you internal trading secrets that is working in all those four political parties that you have no clue of. Because why? Remember, you've done your own part from the physical. Or maybe for you, you said, now I want to go join EFF. And EFF, and God is saying that, no, not EFF, because literally they don't even understand the economy. And the, yes, they call themselves economy freedom fighter, but the economy has not been captured in full. So don't go there, otherwise you are going to make a mockery of yourself. Or you say, no, but God, I like IFP. I just want to be with Bab Butilezi and all those things. And he says, see, chill. That very particular place belongs to elders of the land. It doesn't belong to progressive thinking. I'm not saying that. I'm just giving an example. Before all of you, that's why I use the four. See, I'm a sharp guy. That's why I use the four of party to talk in terms of what I think. Before you come and start knocking door and say this Nigerian guy is saying we are one, two, and three. Eh, eh. I'm just telling you from my own internal political things that I'm seeing. But what am I trying to say to you? You have to commit your ways. You have to commit your ways. See, majority of us are going to church. We are praying, God do, and God is looking. I ain't doing nothing until you show me what I need to do. And literally, that's it. God, you must. You say, this is my motto of advancement. I want to advance. And he's asking you, where? <laughs> where do you want to advance? Politics. There are some of you who want to advance on somebody else's husband. And he's like, I ain't going to happen. Forget it. Somebody says, no, 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 you can't. And as much as you are praying, you are binding, sowing seed, doing all manner of scriptural things I can think of at the moment. And yet it's not happening because why? You've not literally brought your ways before God. And so we are going to be looking at that very particular concept from the life of, of, of um, what's his name, Jacob, so that we can then begin to see how to pull this. Our core text for this month, let me just give you our core text, is in the book of Psalm chapter 18, verse 29. I wouldn't go much into last week's Sunday's message. I just want to focus on today so that I can finish it. Psalm 18, 29, it says, For by thee I run through a troop. David was making us to understand that he didn't just sit down. He ran. He ran. He said, for you, God, I run through a troop against the detractors, against the, the people who don't like me. I run through them. He says, and by your help, Lord, I leaped over walls. I leaped over walls. Because why? He understands that for my taking to be in view, there must be my part to play. And this is the truth that is, that is killing majority of us. Killing majority of us. I see you, Minister Blessed Julia. It's good for you to be at the service. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And so it's good for us to be able to understand that we must be responsible to run. I was speaking to my sister in Nigeria a few hours ago. Hours a minute? Hours ago, yeah. And we were just talking as to the Nigerian dramas and stuff. For those of you who follow me on social media, if you notice, I think this week, kind of, I've been on my Nigerian issues. Uh, and, and somebody was asking me, inbox was like, okay, Darlington, have you left your African agenda and all those things? I say, see, African agenda for me till I die is not going to leave. I keep talking about it. This is my belief. One day, all the 8,400 borders will be off. This continent called Africa will be one. Our ID, passport, and everything will find a way to be married together so that we can then begin to plan from 1.3 billion population and instead of 69 or 200 million in Nigeria. Trust me, I believe God is going to happen. It may not be in my time, but I pray. I'm, I'm still praying and I will pray until that manifestation happens. I told somebody the other day, I said, see, I'm like Hannah the prophetess. 
If it will take me 60 years for me to pray for that to happen, I will keep praying and keep believing until I hold my Jesus in my hand. I am Simon, the prophet, that keep declaring the, start, the establishment of Jesus. And so because of that, I said, see, just because I'm talking about Nigeria doesn't mean that I've left my African agenda. And I was saying to my sister, I said, see, one of the big problems that I have with my country, Nigeria, this is me now, is the fact that, yes, we are very good. See, I, I hear the fact that, yes, there are bad Nigerians the same way there are bad every other nationality. Let's, let's, let's not now become too spiritual about everything. There are good Nigerians, there are bad Nigerians. There are good South Africans, there are bad South Africans. There are good Namibians, there are bad Namibians. It's okay. Let's just end that part. Let's not go there. But one of the things I was talking about with my sister that has to do with Nigeria as a country and with a couple of others who chooses to engage with me intellectually and not stupidly. Now, based on that very particular point, I said to them, I said, see, Nigeria for me, this is what I see. We are a very sharp and smart country. But the problem is the fact that we have so much flooded our light around the church circle, only selected few, and that few cannot match at the moment. The darkness that are in the political sector, they can't match it. Because why? We all have been preaching on an average mind in Nigeria that see, oh boy, just do God. And, and serve God, and if you serve God, make sure that you, you, our consciousness has become too heavily minded and we are utterly useless, in quotes, in Nigeria. And I was saying to her, I said, see, the truth of it is the fact that if all our leaders, and maybe this is me just echoing my voice now, if all our leaders in Nigeria will come, especially the spiritual sect, I'm talking about the spiritual sect, if all our leaders will come and say, okay, we are tired of this madness, because we keep praying and expecting the righteous to get in there, and the righteous are not getting in there because they look, oh boy, my father, my spiritual father is not talking politics. My spiritual mother is not talking politics. What should I go there? And so we all sit in the church expecting the unbelievers to change Nigeria. That's where the problem is. Expecting the blood-sucking demons to change Nigeria. No. And I was saying, see, we've prayed enough. The problem that we are facing in Nigeria is implementation. Literally, implementation. Nigeria has system that works. Look at, look at the grandeur of edifice that God is using God's servants across that very particular nation, even outside of the nation, to build. Then the question is, why are they not doing it in Nigeria? Literally, nobody has been responsible. None of the father at the moment, apart from Pastor E.A. Adeboye, and I'm saying that with the limited information, I choose to be corrected. I said that with the limited information, apart from Pastor E.A. Adeboye, the founder of, okay, the, uh, the general overseer of Redeemed Christian Church of God, that has literally decided to open a political arm in his church to empower the people on what it means to vote right and not vote based on your stomach. Many people in Nigeria are voting based on the stomach. How do I know? You give an average Nigerian 5,000 naira. That's less than 100 rand in South Africa. Yes, I know you're thinking, What? There's 100 or 200 rand, somewhere around that neighborhood. Obviously, I know it can be up to 300 rand. You give an average Nigeria who is hungry 5,000 naira, I promise you he will vote the demonic party because that's the person that is feeding him. So now, how then do we begin to do those things? Now, that's where I was making my sister to understand that. We've prayed enough, our problem is implementation. The same thing also applies also with many of us in church. We are saying, God, advance us. God, do this and stuff. And God says, see, the advancement is hovering around your head. But there must be a next level movement. And that's where the scripture comes in the book of Psalm 18, verse 29. That for by thee, God, I ran. He did not say I stopped and I was thinking. I ran through a troop. 
Some of us will see, we will look at advancement, I mean, I say advancement. We will look at distractions and difficulties and all of a sudden we think that God hates us. No. Challenges are there for them to build you up. There are some certain challenges that will hit you as a man. All of a sudden you begin to discover some certain faith life or some level of faith that has been buried on your inside that you pull out. He says, I ran through a troop. Maybe before he has been walking through a troop. But all of a sudden, he now discovers, oh boy, if this thing must work, it's not going to be by talking. Oh. It has to be by running. He says, and by your help, he says, I leaped over a wall. Indirectly, at some certain level you get to, oh boy, you jump. There is a music in Nigeria called Jump and Pass. You jump it. Because why? You understand what you need to do. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. After then, I'll be giving you my seven pointers. Seven pointers or six, if I'm not mistaken, on this covenant of, 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 of how to participate of the blessings of Jacob. First Samuel chapter 6, verse, I mean 12, verse 6. It says, And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advances Moses and Aaron. So which means there is a dimensions of advancement that you enjoy that comes from God. When man advances you, I bet you they will bring you back tomorrow. But I believe God that there are some of you today, you are going to pay attention to this very particular word and pull the God kind of advancement that as you are lifted to that level, you don't come back. Because why? It is not, it is not based on man's approval. It is God vetoing you and approving you on that very particular sector. But it has to come from this seven points that we are going to look into. Because every level we see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, these three guys, every level of advancement in which they occupy, we never saw that they came back to where they were before. We never. But when you see man elevate you, they, find, they will bring you back. It's their job. Because why? Maybe all of a sudden they discover that your teeth is too white, they are theirs. I think I'm just looking for lousy excuse that we want to. Or maybe they discover that, okay, I thought that you are a black person. I just discovered that you are colored. And now they become to get angry. But when God advances you, let me see the devil that wants to bring you back because I know that God will be like me, advance you, and this person wants to bring you back. His righteous judgment will invoke for somebody. And I don't know who you are under the sound of my voice. I just feel like releasing this prophetic voice. Every advancement that God has marked for you this year, and any forces trying to fight that advancement, I terminate those forces on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, the same way God advances Moses and Aaron, I release that grace upon you now. In the name of Jesus, I advance you to your next level. I advance you to your next level. In the name of Jesus. It says God advances Moses and Aaron. And it says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. Exodus 14, 15. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore Christ thou unto me? He says, Speak to the people that they advance. Because even God is limited by you not advancing. He is limited. We are in the second quarter of the year. Yes, we are in April. Second quarter of the year. You've been planning from January to March. It is time to march forward. It is time. It is time. With that being said, quickly, let's look at how to engage on or how to receive the blessings of Jacob. How to? Because now we need to look at a how-to factor. How to receive the blessings of Jacob. Pastor Joseph, all the way from Nigeria, it is good to see you. Thank you for joining the service. 
how to receive the blessings of Jacob. Last week, um, Sunday, I talked about two of them. I'm just going to, um, what's it called, briefly talk about them. Number one, how to receive. You must place value for the blessing. Number one, you must place value for the blessing. You must place value for the blessing. You see, some of these teachings I'm bringing, of course, not some of all this point that I'm bringing right now, these are stuff that I have handled. Uh, you, let me say it this way. These are stuff that were already there. I, your pastor, did not participate in it. I felt the pain. I went back. Because, <laughs> you know, you tell yourself, like, oh, boy, I'm sharper than this thing. Then you discover these are covenant principles. You can't do it. So I have, I, I, like Solomon, I've practiced with my life. Now I know that, oh, boy, this is how the thing works. And we are doing it now. Right now, we are also doing the same thing. So I'm not telling you something that, oh, this guy is just preaching from, from ideas. No. I'm telling you from what I know that, like Paul, like Peter, could say things we have handled and things we are still handling. Uh -huh. So we've not left it. So it's not something we do, then we throw it. Number one, place value on the blessing. Place value on the blessing. I know that, yes, it is a word that comes out of his mouth. If that man is a genuine man of God, when he says to you, thou shalt be blessed, carry that thing to the bank. You'll find money. You will find money. How do we know? We saw with the life of Jacob. Remember, we're looking at practical life of Jacob that guarantees his advancement. We saw with the life of Jacob. Jacob was so crazy for the blessing to the point that for lack of better word, he had to take his brother's, uh, what you call, collect what rightfully belonged to him for his brother, from his hand of his brother just to be a partaker of the blessing. And for you to see how the blessing is very strong, it guarantees the next move. Esau had to beg his father with his life. Father, is there not left a blessing for me? Just a drop of blessing, I need it. And guess what? It was not money the father was giving them. Haven't you noticed? It was not money. It was a word that comes out from an anointed servant of God. The problem with Africa is the fact that, yes, charlatan has messed up this very particular thing. But there are still genuine fathers. There are still genuine priests. There are still men of God that has God's integrity, God's character that is not based on the result they pull off, but an encounter that they carried in Christ. The ones that has encountered that sponsors them. Encounters. So you must place value for the blessing. In this kingdom, you have to place value for the blessing. And there are three things, like I said last week, that guarantees the blessings to come upon your life. Three things. When you are placing value for the blessing, there are three porters that blessing can come out from. Number one, the blessing will come out from your biological parent. Your biological parent. All those of you who have fought your mother, your father. No, my mother, when I was growing up, my mother did not see a chill. Calm down. Uh, I don't know how you say it in Zulu, but in my country, like chill, chill, chill. Do you notice the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 3. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Indirectly, the point number two, there talks about your spiritual parents. Obey them. Then number point there, it now says, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment that comes with promise. Honor. Because we read that thing first. It says, honor thy father and thy mother. It says, this is the first commandment and it comes with promise that if you honor them, there is a promise that comes. What is the promise? That it may be well with you that they may as live long on earth by the standpoint of honoring your biological parent. And for those of you who don't have biological parents, some of you may be spiritual parents. The ability for you to honor them. Do you notice the scripture it didn't say respect? It didn't say respect them. It said honor. Honor. I know, yes, they did something wrong. Oh boy, chill, honor. 
They honor upon your parents' life is not based on what they have done or what you've approved of them. No, it is based on God's covenant. See, there are many of you right now that you are going through pain that you are not supposed to go. Even the fact that you have the Bentley and the Rose Royce spike in your house, you know that the pain you are going through, you're not supposed to go it. Check back. What's your relationship with your parental lineage? Go and check. How is it? When last have you called? Mama, Mama I just said, let me call you. Take this 10 rand. Don't just call them. Send 10 rand if you have it. If you have it, I use the word if you have it. And if I tell you don't have it, find a way that as God begin to bless you, make them promise. Mama, I promise you I'm going to give you 10 rand. As God begin to start from 10 rand. Don't say if I have 10 million. Start from 10 rand. Start there. When last have you looked at your mother and throw a birthday party? Or your father throw something? And yet, oh, I wanted to say something now. Then I remember, oh boy, you are in South Africa. Be careful. And yet, you are living like those boys in Midrand. If I say those boys in Midrand, after all, a lot of them you can it makes you know why I use the word those boys in Midrand. I think there's this very particular saying from, from females. <laughs> I know like females, when I was single, I used to hear those very particular stuff that um the boys in Midrand they like parking expensive cars outside, but inside their house there is nothing. You go there, they just only one spoon and plate, and they are telling they want to get married. Guy, stop behaving like those boys in Midrand. Stop it. Be real with yourself. Be real. Who are you impressing? Your mother is in the village. When last have you ever, or your father, when last have you ever called them? Daddy, you know it's been long ago I did this one and stuff. You call them. Call them. There was a time, honestly, this is me saying it to you, my wife, bear witness. There was a time, honestly, myself and my father, our relationship was not that good. I cried for it. Prayed for it. Until it become what it is today. Because I know what it means for them to say, thou shalt be blessed. I know. They may not approve of anything I'm doing. Obviously, they approve. I'm just saying, for example, they may not approve of anything I'm doing, but you still need their blessings. They brought you to this earth. Do you know that? No, but my mother, my, see, I hear the part of, I've, I've sat down to talk to a lot of people. I've noticed that some of you, you've been abused by your, by your parent. Some of you, literally, your mother literally take you and go and put you into prostituting. Some of you, your father molested you and all those very particular things. I hear you. And trust me, I sympathize. I understand the pain that you are going through. But please, as long as they're still alive, you have to find a way. Some, haven't you noticed that because the pain is in your life, you are attracting men that look like your father or your mother? Haven't you noticed? Literally, I've done my research. With those God has given me privilege to encounter, I discovered that they attract the same species like their mother and their father is simply because they've not gone to the place of forgiveness. They've not encountered that. And when you forgive, buy sweets, buy chin-chin, buy papa negusi soup, send them money for KFC. Send a time. I'm saying it just because of the place of honor. Honor. It says, honor thy father and your mother. So that thy days, it says, may be, I mean, so that it may be well with you. And that thou mayest live long on earth. There are some of you, it is well with you. But living long, you are planning to commit suicide now. Because why? The standpoint of honor is not there. He says, and so there are some of you, you are living long on earth, but it is not well with you. You are only marking numbers. Nothing is changing. Because why? You've chosen not to acknowledge your parent. And this is me just wanting to encourage somebody. Please and please. I beg you. I beg you. Mama has been in the village for too long carrying firewood. It is high time. From that one run, God bless you with. If mama, you see, if you don't have, I know our mothers, our mothers are sharp women. If you don't have, they know. They know you don't have. And they know that if you have, you would. Because why? They've seen your system and your life. Carry 10 rand. Send it to them. 
Don't just call mama, I'm just checking up on you. You are checking up on mama after you finish phone. You are going to spend 5,000 rand in Kubana. And mama is looking for 20 rand to buy electricity put, to put in. You save now, think come now. I feel like pray, may the way you treat your mother, may they treat you back that way also. Let me see if your email will be louder. You know, you know. My wife is shouting amen. Because <laughs> she knows that child, she, she's sharp. The other one doesn't play. <laughs> My wife calls her mother every day. Sometimes I get jealous. Like, woman, calm down now. And by the time they talk, you're hearing tone, 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 tone. They talk long. I'm like, hee, every day. I don't know how that girl does it. I'm praying for that grace. Maybe if I finish, I have to go and meet my wife. Babe, lay hand on me. <laughs> Number two, your ability for you to honor your spiritual parent. Remember, we're still talking about the place of blessing. Your ability for you to honor your spiritual parent. It is very important for you to honor your spiritual parent. Very important. Very important. And how do we know that? Hosea chapter 12 verse 13. Hosea 12 verse 13. It says here. It says, And by a prophet the Lord brought the children out of Egypt. Egypt there represent things that are limited. Egypt there represent things that has kept you bound from not moving forward. Egypt there represent whatever limitation that you are currently going through. So there is a dimension of honor you place on your spiritual parents. They are their own part. If you notice, their own part is to bring you out of Egypt and to make sure that you are preserved. Your parent is guaranteed for your long life. <laughs> so everybody has their own. Oh, let me see. I'm not going to come here and begin to confuse you. We all have our own part we play. Your pastor pray for you to, to prosper and your finances begin to grow and you refuse to honor your parents. Oh boy, watch you die quickly. Watch you, watch you die quickly because long life is rested in your mothers and your father. Rested there. It says, by a prophet, the Lord brought them out. There are some of you because you don't honor your spiritual parent. And you, you know that as the pastor is preaching, oh boy, this man finished, let's go home. And yet you still want to go and meet him for him to bless. Yeah, 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 it's happening. You are deceiving yourself. I said it the other day, I said, I've seen it in this very particular kingdom where we are, that people will secretly admire a grace in the life of their spiritual parent or in the life of a man of God, but publicly insult that very particular thing. My dear, you are joking. You will shock. You are, you are not going to be a particle of that reality. Never. Mark me, never, never. The reason why some of us as ministers of the gospel, let me even talk about us. The reason why some of us were still struggling, plateaued at a particular level, is because we've not known how to honor our fathers of faith. Honor them. I know that they don't, they don't, they don't teach in Greek and Hebrew. And so, is it Greek and Hebrew that will raise the dead? It's power that raised the not Greek. You go and go, you go and meet a dead man and they say, you go and speak group, Tahikato Tohuto. You think you understand that? In the name of Jesus, that's English. It's English. Our fathers carry some certain mysteries that are battles they fought in the spiritual realm that you need to just align yourself. They are faulty. Yes, I know. I, in fact, you even know the fault they committed because I've, I choose not to partake in the knowing of what they've done. I it's a choice I make. My wife knows me very well. I know how to remove the bone and eat the fish. Because why? Just because Samuel is blind does not mean that he does not hear, I mean, what's called Eli. Just because Eli is blind does not mean that he can't still hear God. There are experienced dimensions that grace cannot even route for you. Forget it. The grace of God, there are some portals of experience that your father, spiritual parent has gone through. That all you need to do is just to be like Elisha and begin to wash the feet of Elijah and watch that thing descend on you naturally by honoring. You don't like them. Do you notice that Elijah is the worst spiritual father that anybody on planet Earth will want to submit under into? 
And yet, Elisha collect double from that same man. From where? Honor. Your spiritual parent also guarantees a blessing. Also, number three, who guarantees a blessing for you? Yourself. You are a prophet of your destiny. You are a prophet of your destiny. No matter how a man of God pray for you and you, you say it's not possible, you ain't going to. So number one, you get a blessing from your parents, biological parents. For those of you who don't have biological parents, whoever is a foster parent that you put as a parent structure in your life, honor them. Number two, your spiritual parent. Number three, yourself as a person. Point number two, remember we're looking at what are the practical things or how to receive the blessing of Jacob. How to receive the blessing of Jacob. You know, one thing, I'm just looking at parent part. It was so funny that even when Jacob was, was getting the blessings from Isaac, it was his mother that was advising him. Do you notice that he could have looked at his mom and said, Mom, that, that system, that method is not working. Mama, that method, we are, we are on social media days. You know, we are trigger friendly. And the mother says, see, come, I marry this guy. Come down, obey me. Just go do what I do. You will get the blessing. There are some of you, your, your next blessing is just an instruction that will come from a parent, whether spiritual parent or physical parent, whichever one. Your next blessing is literally from a parent. Haven't you noticed that the only way Ruth got to marry Boaz was Naomi's instruction, parental advice. And how did Ruth even got to that level? She had not. Do you notice that Naomi was not his biological mother? Naomi was not his biological mother. That was the mother-in-law. But she understand, I've taken you as my parent. I've taken you. And when he says, oh boy, girl, this is how we do it in this place. You've honored me too much to the point that I know that even though I marry, you can't marry my child. But let me put you in the lineage. The woman carry a, carry a Gentiles and bring her into the lineage of the children of the tribe of Israel from a standpoint of honor. I can stay on honor for the rest of my life because this is one of the devil that is currently affecting us in our generation. ITK. I too know. Nah, what does these fathers know? What do they mean? This father, again, you come, you are coming with English, and we can see that your life, every day you talk against them, your life is going down. You know, there's this very particular saying that just because the fan, the light, what's it called, the fan is switched off, does not mean that the fan will stop rolling immediately. There are some of you, your light has been switched off. It's just the smoke that is currently here. Go and connect back home. Maybe God brought you to this service. Go and connect. Go and connect to your fathers and stay there. They may not be popular, but stay. And if I tell you I want to migrate, pray and ask Holy Spirit, where do I need to go? And let God direct you. Don't go because of emotions. Or don't go because this, you know, this, is the next, this is the next popular fathers of faith. Let me go and hang around it. Are you looking for their platform or you're looking to connect to their grace? Which one? Because some of us, we go look for fathers under the name that this grace they carry, we want it. Or I mean, what's it called? We want them to recommend us or we want their hand of veto. We want to preach on their pulpit. Sometimes you can be with your father and for years you have not even seen his pulpit. You've not. Just go because you want to serve, not because you want him to serve you. Point number two, what do you do when you're about to advance? Remember, we're looking at the life of Jacob. Number two, you must be ready to cut your own covenant. You must be ready to cut your covenant. In the directions of the life in which you are going to, what covenant have you cut with God? The Bible says there concerning um, what's it called, Jacob. That Jacob in Genesis chapter 28, 20 to 22. Genesis 28, 20 to 22 from the Living Bible. The Bible says, as Jacob left his father's house and as he was going to meet Laban, on the road, thank God for spiritual porters. On the road, he found out and he says, oh boy, this place I'm going, I don't know this Laban guy. I know he's my mother's brother, but Kai, 
What's the guarantee that this guy is good? He caught his covenant. No wonder why he was there. Even when the man was cheating, the covenant was operating upon his life. It was operating. What covenant have you caught concerning your marriage? What covenant have you caught concerning that business you want to get into? What covenant? There are some of you, the only thing holding you back is the covenant you've not caught. What covenant? Between you and God, not the ones your father's caught. Do you notice that Abraham caught his covenant? Isaac caught his covenant. Jacob had to cut his own covenant. Just because you are linked to your fathers of faith does not mean that at this level of your life, you must cut your covenant. What covenant are you going to cut with God? Just God, as long as marriage is concerned, I am not going to define myself just to make sure that the sanctity of marriage, when I preach it, I preach it from the standpoint of purity, just to make sure that marriage is being restored. And you cut your covenant. How do we know? A woman in the Bible called Hannah, First Samuel chapter 1, the Bible says concerning Hannah, Hannah, look, I'm tired of being barren. I need something to happen. Poop, she caught a covenant. God, if you can give me one, two, three. She caught a covenant with God. God answered. The place of covenant. Concerning Jacob, remember we're looking at Jacob's life. The Bible says in Genesis 28, 20 to 22. It says, and Jacob vowed this vow to God. And Jacob vowed, remember his father was a father of covenant. His grandfather was a father of covenant. In fact, when he was even living, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 28 verse 1, that the father prayed for him again and released the blessing of his grandfather upon his head. But he understand that it can't sustain enough. As much as my father's blessings upon my head, there must be the one that I need to partner with this father's blessing that is operating upon my life. What covenant are you going to cut? It says, God, if you will help me and protect me on this journey. There are some of you, you just stand up on going to journey and yet no covenant you caught. And you're wondering why things are not working in your life. No covenant. You just go back and things begin to beat you left, right and center. You're wondering, God, as far as this business is concerned, my one tenth, I'm not going to play with my tithe and my offering. You can't, you can't enter into such covenant with God. You can't. Lord, concerning this ministry, there is no day any resources will come that this ministry will definitely give its own part when it comes to the agenda of God. You cut and watch God begin to open, begin to do some samurai moves for you by opening opportunities for your advancement to be in view. Cut a covenant. Cut a covenant. He said, God, if you will protect me on this journey and give me food and clothes and bring me back safely to my father's house. He said, then I will choose Jehovah as my God and this memorial, the pillar, shall become a place of worship and I will give you back every tenth of what you have given me. Abba, Abba. We saw the jealousy of God on that covenant upon the life of Jacob. We saw it. And God hearkened to that. That by the time Jacob was coming back from Laban house, literally there was a spiritual stroke, physical wealth transfer bah, that came to the life of Jacob. Guess what? From this covenant, that's what changed it. He changed it from this covenant. We also see in the book of Judges chapter 11, verse 30 to 32. Judges 11, 30 to 32. What happened there? The Bible says, I'm still reading from the Living Bible. He says, meanwhile, why Jephthah had vowed to the Lord God. He says, if you will help me conquer Israel. I mean, if you help Israel conquer the Amorite, then he shall return home in peace. He said, the first person coming out of the house and meet him would be a sacrifice as a burnt offering to the Lord. He says, so Jephthah led his army against the Ammonite and the Lord gave him victory. How did he give him victory? 
covenant. He signed a covenant. There is this very particular, <laughs> you know, I think it was, I forgot the name of this king in the Bible, where he, 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 the children of Israel were fighting against him. You know, it was very interesting. The children of Israel was fighting against this king. And this very particular king understand the place of covenant and sacrifice. Because see, when we talk about covenant, we're looking at it from another standpoint of sacrifice. That, okay, God, when you are going to do this for me, this is, this is my sacrifice on the altar. Regardless of what this is my part, I'm going to be doing until this becomes a reality. Now, guess what we use very particular king? The children of Israel were fighting him. They were fighting this king's family. I mean, the king nation. I think it's King Moab. Yeah, King Moab. Thank you. King Moab. The King Moab, they were fighting him. The Bible says, and King Moab carried his future. What is his future? His only child, the boy child. Sacrificed that boy. And what an indignation. God himself fought for King Moab against the children of Israel. Oh, Father. You know, there's one prayer I said to my wife. I said, Father, let, let, let people receive of the truth. Give me the unction. Like my younger brother, I like praying for me. He's on this service. He said, I pray God give you a, a altering speech. I think there's a way he prays it for me. And I really appreciate you, Pastor Joe. All right. We've talked about that number two. Let's look at number three. What is again must we do? Or how to receive the blessings of Jacob? Number three identify one thing at a time and pray about it identify one thing one thing at a time and pray about it do you know why many of us have been praying on too many things and even when that things are happening because we have not focused on it we cannot even come back and say god thank you because this has happened in my life identify one thing haven't you noticed with the life of jacob because i want to show you because sometimes we need to look at this jacob guy and do some surgical games here when jacob finally got to the life well, let's even look at jacob life at first one thing jacob needed the bat right he focused on that one thing until he got it this next thing the blessing he focused on that blessing until he got it when he got to what you call laban's house he focused on one thing. What was one thing? To marry Rachel. He so he waited 14 years. He was fasting in court. Fasting, praying, serving. To one thing, Rachel. This Rachel girl, I must marry her. So which means indirectly, see, it's not, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't wait. And what's it called? He didn't, he didn't, what's it called? Focus on one thing for several years to marry Rachel. No. Rachel was 14 years. Remember that the first seven years, they gave him a wrong product. But he says, this is one thing I need. There are some of you something because you want you you want your company to be scattered across, for lack of better word, across South Africa. Now all of a sudden your product is scattered across Kauteng, and now you you go to that place you plateau, but you forget that there is one thing that your mind should always capture, not Kauteng, the nine provinces of South Africa, nine of them. One thing is needful. Be specific. Even Jesus said that concerning matter. He said matter, matter. You matter too much of so many things. One thing is needful. And Mary has taken hold of that thing. When your mind is focused on one thing. Jacob was focused on one thing. What you call Rachel. Until he got Rachel. Then after that, okay, boom, we've got Rachel. The next thing, wages. We can see the wages part that he wants money. In his bank account, he focused on money to the point that anything that he needs to do that guarantees money, he will do it. One thing is needful. One thing is... And you have to be specific and pray about it. Stop trying to... 
I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that. And all your wants and your need. Haven't you noticed that by the time you get home now, apart from the fact that you're listening to me now, that the Holy Spirit is beginning to bring down those very particular views. When you get home, you get tired. Because why? You've always want all things. All. One thing is needful. One thing. And be specific. Lord, I want a guy. Very short. He must be from West Africa. Precisely to be Nigeria. He must not be Hausa, Igbo, Yoruba. He must have, his, his head must be correct. He must have the fear of God. And that is the one thing my wife, that is, this is me thinking that's how she prayed. I don't care. It's me saying it. Yeah, I want to read this is my version. And she focused on that for five good years until I showed up. One thing is needful. One thing. One thing. We saw concerning Jacob. He identified one thing at a time. And he prayed concerning it. Lord, I need my church to grow. For example, with us as platform, church, one thing that we're focusing on is how to open the door. And our one thing is to make sure that this is me I'm telling you so that you know. That the one thing that we're looking for, the door of platform will be open. Not that we don't have a place we want. We have a place that we've seen. There are a couple of places that are even the place the school we're using before. The school is still there. But there is one thing that is in my mind. God, this is the one thing that I want. We want a place that people can come in 24-7 to come and worship their God. And that's our focus. So regardless of the places my wife and I go to see, if that part is not there, which means we don't want to play to ourselves just because it looks like. No. One thing. I think I remember there's a place my wife and I went to look. The lady was willing to say, okay, fine. Well, you guys bring yours. You can use here for service and all those things. Then after then, yes, you can keep your equipment. We'll put it by this very particular side. But we look at it. We know what we're praying for. One thing. We want a place whereby the door of the church is open. You can come in and pray. And as you pray, you can also see counsels of God. And if any of the pastors are available and stuff, you meet them and you talk one thing. And that's the one thing now that we're focusing on. Literally. One thing. One thing. Before we start shouting, God, bringing people into platform church, we must have the place where they come to now. So, you are shouting, bringing people, and God is wondering, oh boy, where are they going to come? Do you see how we don't waste our prayer points? Where are they going to come? So, God, okay, give us the property now. Then when the property shop, then we now change the next prayer. Next prayer point, Lord, the door of the church is open. Now begin to bring in. Guess what? Until Noah finished building the ark, the animals did not come into it. Until he finished. One thing was interesting. He must finish the ark. There are some of you who have not even finished the ark. You are already calling the animals to come in. Where do you want them to stay? Where? Jacob wasn't stupid. He has common sense. And that's my prayer for us today's service. Common sense. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. One thing is needful. Point number four. Because I want to finish this today. Point number four. What must we do? What must we do? In terms of the one thing is needful, if you need a scripture, Luke chapter 10 from verse 38 to 42. Luke chapter 10 from verse 38 to 42. This was a story, this was Jesus' encounter with Mary and Martha when he came into the village to see and Martha, Martha because Martha, Martha like mattering herself with matters that don't matter. That's why her name is called Martha. She just matters herself with matters that don't matter. And that's the majority of you. You matter yourself with matter. You are like matter. Some of you be Mary. Just chill. Lord, I want to get married. But any other thing I'm not interested. And you focus on that until your husband showed up. Then after them, Lord, I want to be, I want to what's it called? Get my children. Bah. You move one after the other. Let's check your, your father, God. Do you notice that? Have you noticed in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 26? 
when he was creating everything. He didn't just say, Sean, move, stop, love your pain now. He didn't do abracadabra. No. Genesis chapter 1, he looked. I mean, chapter 2, he observed. Chapter 3, okay, let there be light. Indirectly. Chapter 4, he separated the light. Chapter 5, he was like, like I said chapter 4, verse, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5, down to the verse human being. Because as a verse human being, which is 126. See, now he called the Elohims. He called his God kind. Let us make man. But he did not just brrr, he didn't just create man, then man come on it, little boy. We forget to where will he eat food and stuff. Otherwise, before he created man and you're going to create food, man would have eaten something that would kill him again back. One thing is needful. One thing. Point number four. On that one thing, point number four, remember, be intentional about the things you are praying for. Be intentional. Be intentional. Be intentional about the things you are praying for. Just because you want to focus on this one thing, are you so intentional about it? Don't just pray. How badly do you want it? How badly? If you, if you, for example, if, 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 I'm, I'm, let me just look at it. Maybe for somebody, I want to advance in my career and I want to get married. And now you are hearing this very particular message and Pastor Darlington is saying one thing is needful and you're like, okay, between my career and my marriage, there was a possibility that you may be praying the two of them and you say, okay, you hear this message, like, okay, Pastor Darlington say one thing is needful. Then you have to sit down now. I want to get married, my career. Which one is needful? Which one is important? Which one do I need to be intentional about? For some of you, oh boy, it may be your career. Because you don't want to marry and bring the wife at home and all of a sudden you are telling her stories. Well, except if God called her to, her to marry you that way. Then different bargain. But you bring her in and all of a sudden you are telling her stories. Hey, you'll be shocked, eh? That that's because, just because it's God ordained marriage doesn't mean that, oh boy, it won't go through what I call separation through divorce. It will get there. Because why? You were supposed to have your farm Look at God's system. He put man in the garden before bringing Eve for her. There are some of you women. Let ask the guy, what garden are you farming? If he has no garden, you have no business hanging around him. He must show you his garden. Not, you know, I'm still thinking, I'm praying God. He, he can't. Let him pray. When he finishes prayer, then he comes back and meets you. Let him pray. Let him come back and meet you. When my wife met me, I was busy with dexterity. Right there, pal, I'm busy now with ministry. She did, I, didn't, I didn't tell her, you know... I don't know what I'm doing. Let's let just, let just, let just marry. We'll, we'll find it. My wife, she's sharp. Remember, she's cursor. Let me go to tribe. She's also cursor. Yeah? They don't play cheap. Never. She will just look at me, her friend. Now I see why your, why your logo is multicolor. I'm saying this because, remember, we're having workers meeting. This is stuff I went through with this girl that I married. Yo, you don't want to know the things I went through. Ne? Just because you see how sweet. I face the pepper. But you have to be intentional. How badly do you want it? How deliberate are you about it? Jacob was so focused that nothing could take his mind away from the things that he wants. Was it the fact? And how do you know that part? We saw with the life of Jacob. Remember we are expropriating Jacob's life. When it, was, when it was Rachel, he was focused on Rachel. And he was intentional about it. That my seven years is to capture Rachel again. I forget this Leah. This Leah is not my level. Rachel is the place I'm going to. There are some of you, your Rachel is the Fortune 500 company. Not to settle down as a chief director. No. There is a position called the president of the company. That is a position. Oh, you own your own business. Don't let the sudden they give you Leah, you forget. Then you are not intentional before. If you are intentional, no matter what comes, you will find your way back. Oh boy, it is Rachel, not Leah. There are some of us who are already sitting down chilling with Leah's. 
forgetting to understand that Rachel is still at the top waiting for you to come. And Rachel is wondering, oh boy, I'm here now. Like this level of Rachel, it means that you must be here. Be intentional about it. How do you become intentional? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29. Proverbs 22, 29. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. He said, do you see a man skillful in his work? So which means in your, you being intentional about your advancement, you must also be a master of that thing. Master it. Master it. He said, do you see a man skillful in that work? He said, he will stand before great men and not men of, I mean, not, not stand before obscured men. There are some of you, I think I posted a particular post from Joshua Selman. The people that are currently looking or that are currently seeking for you determines the value you already you are currently placing on the table. You want to change the you want to change the people that will come around your space? Change the value you put on the table. Change it. And trust me, the changing of the value is not going to come very cheap. It's going to be painful. But the same way it is painful, it is gainful when you end when you get to the end of the road. Very gainful. So obviously, go flow with the challenge. It's only in the church I see that we don't like challenges. And I'm, I'm wondering, how then do you want to check your God? The first time your God showed up, he came to solve a problem. Jesus came to solve a problem. My friend, I embrace that challenge with pride and run with it. I refuse to preach and tell you, no, these challenges are... Let challenges be there because that's the only way to keep you serious with your God and keep you ever fresh in the things of God. Challenges, it's normal. Anybody who prays challenges away from your life, trust me, they don't like you. I'll tell you straight, they don't like you. Be intentional. Be intentional. Don't... Don't just begin. Let's look, for example, Genesis chapter 29 from verse 1 to verse 30. We see concerning that with the Rachel life. As if that was not even enough. Genesis chapter 13. He was intentional of what he wanted in terms of the result that he wants with the sheep. Do you notice when, when Jacob, what's called, when Laban asked Jacob, what do you want? <laughs> the guy was sharp. He said, see, guy, um, don't pay me salary. I'm going to pass through your animals. The ones that are spotted and stuff. It's okay, I'm going to remove them and give it to you and all those things. And Laban agreed to all those agreements and stuff. I think in addition to this very particular one, maybe point number five, just write land negotiations. Because this is one of the things that kills us as church. Maybe your pastor, because your pastor is a businessman, you must learn how to negotiate. I didn't put that point here, but that's, that's one of the advantages of being in platform church. We give you jara. Jara in Nigeria means extra. So you must learn how to negotiate. You must learn how to price. You don't just go just because it's written pick and pay. If you can price it, price it. <laughs> you know, the reason I'm laughing is because I've done that before. Yo, my earliest 13 years ago when I came into this country, I, the first time, honestly, I came in on the 23rd, so the 23rd, I came in 23rd, early hours at 2 a.m. So by 9 a.m., I went to one of the stores here. I will never forget Benoni pick and pay. I went there with all pride. Got to Benoni, pack all the things I want. Got to the queue. And the ladies can the whole thing. Tell me my money that I need to pay is about 300 plus. In Nigeria, I mean, eh? <laughs> the 300, I said, can I pay you 150? <laughs> 300, I price, 150. If you notice, I didn't, the girl was looking at me, she was shocked. What the hell is wrong with this black man from another, this one that looked like blast from the past. What's going on? I, I, I was standing on the key because I didn't know. Because my, we price, I don't care. And I was, I was in my right. And the lady was arguing I did not allow anybody to pass until one Nigerian guy from the queue could tell that that guy pricing there, look as if he's a Johnny just come. He's a JJC. He came, he's like, did you just come from Nigeria? I said, yes. When? I said, no, earlier I was this morning, so okay. Then he now showed me the label. 
<laughs> I like that guy. That guy is a smart guy. Because he doesn't want me to argue. He now showed me the label. He says, see, it is pick and pay, not pick and price. I'm like, oh, I said, but doesn't make sense. But I still have to price. But until I, when I saw cops coming, oh boy, I paid oh, quickly. What am I saying to you? You must learn how to negotiate. You must. Whether you are a pastor, you are a minister of the gospel, or you, whether you are a Christian, whatever, just go and learn how to negotiate. They tell you that very particular product is five rand. You just pay pan, like that. Ah, what is it? Are you Father Christmas? Price it. 500 rand, 250. Then you guys will get to 400. At least you save. Price. You, all of you know. Those of you who know me, who've done business with me, you know. You can't come and tell me the thing is. It's really if you not pick and pay. Because that's the relationship I'm afraid of. Pick and pay. And all those ones where you go. And if it's not, well, I'll price it too. I'll price straight. You tell me the thing is 50,000 rand. Where can I pay 30? Straight. You'll be shocked. 50, 30. It's okay. We'll stop at 40 or 35. But I'm, I must get my own fee. I must. Jacob was a negotiator. And so in that, the Bible says concerning him when he was negotiating with Laban. He said, Laban, see, guy, let's talk. Let's talk here. I'm going to pass this. Anyone, I will remove all the spotted ones. Take your spotted animals and all those things. Give it to your son, no problem. But I'm going to carry the plain ones, the plain animals. I'm going to do my own thing. Oh boy, guess what? When the guy negotiated, Jacob, Laban thought he was smart. Because if you notice, this one I'm saying tonight, I'm saying it because I believe that all of you have the, the gift of the Spirit in you to give you ideas. Because one of the things that happen when you pray, God gives you idea. Now, what you do with that idea, it's your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. And that's where we are lacking in church. We are expecting God to give us the idea, come down and also implement the idea for us, and we want to also take the glory. He gave us brain now, so that he also need to rest in heaven. That's why and God is actually living a rested life. That's why Platform Church is family of rest. He's resting. Jesus is resting. The only person that is walking is you and the Holy Spirit on earth. That's the only two walking now. And the Holy Spirit, sometimes he gets tired. Oh boy, you've prayed, you've fasted. It's okay. Think. Negotiate. Go find some things. Advance. Pastor Darlington says advance. Go and start advancing. What's your problem? He negotiated with Laban. And Laban agreed. And because of the wisdom upon his life, he was able to now come up with what I call internal trading secret. And put it on the portals of the ground. When those animals came to meet at the river. And they decided to do what couples do. In court. They produce. They begin to produce spotted animals. And before you know what is going on. What's called Jacob animal. Was increasing. Why? He was intentional. Oh boy. I want to make sure that by December. I turn to a big boy. Not just being a big boy. When I mean big boy. Both big boy spiritual and big boy physically. I want to make sure, so which means any price I need to pay spiritually to be spiritually smart, I will pay the price. And any price I need to pay physically to be physically smart, I will pay it. He was very intentional. And how do you do that very particular point? Write down your dreams and desire. And after then, put actionable step. Actionable step. Boy, we want to do this. We want to do this. My wife and I currently know that things we want to do. Actionable step. And trust me, some of those actionable steps, it may cost you your lifestyle. Boy, if we don't have to go out for parties, so be it. And so who are you impressing? Nobody. It's your life. Chill. The person you are impressing doesn't even know that you're impressing them. That's the funny thing. Actionable step. Then align your energy with your desire to manifest into a reality. Align your energy. Align it. There are some of us, our energy is too scattered because you are not intentional. They call you for all parties you are there. Your friend is doing teeth party. You are there. They are doing unveiling. You are there. They are doing nose veiling. You are there. They are doing ear veiling. You are there. Ah! Are you omnipresent? What's your problem? The only person that is omnipresent is God Almighty. Chill. Don't play his part. 
align your energy to the things you are intentional about. And that was one of the secrets of Jacob. So next time you shout, God of Jacob, answer me. Remember, he's an intentional guy. What intentions are you bringing on the table? Point number five. What must we do? Father, I feel like calling point number six. Remember, I taught you number five is negotiate. You must learn to negotiate. So you may put four B. Yeah. Now I'm on number five. Number five. What must you do? While in prayer, this is my number five. While in prayer, focus on your desired outcome. Focus. Let your focus be on what you want to see come to pass. You, you guys have heard me say this several times without number. That until you picture the future, you are not permitted to feature in that future. Until you picture the future so well, you are not permitted to feature in it. There are some of you want to feature in a, in a future that you have never pictured. You must have a desired outcome. And in that desired outcome, as you are praying, you are seeing yourself. Let me just use my example. Lord, as I'm praying in my mind, let's say I'm praying for, for lack of a better word, the physical stuff. Lord, my hybrid 2.2. I'm already seeing myself in my Porsche Cayenne Coupe. Lord, my mansion, my seven-bedroom, duplex and stuff. As I'm talking to you now, I promise you I'm seeing how the thing looks like. In my head, I'm seeing it. So by desire, so regardless of the fact that I'm staying in Rodeport, it's okay. Maybe that property is around Rodeport. I don't know, but that's where I'm going to. That's where I'm going to. My wife asked me a question today or yesterday. It's okay, babe, with all this that you are doing and stuff. Um, let's say, I think she was asking me about ministry. Let's say, God bless you abundantly in ministry. Will you still do business? Yes. <laughs> yes. He can't give me all this brain and just make me just, <laughs> my God is not a wicked. Business. I'm a businessman. And one of the graces and apostles upon my life is the king-priest, the king-priest relationship. That's, that's my function. I function there. I'm a businessman and I'm a priest. If you want the priest part, no problem. You want the business part, no problem. That's why I'm talking the way I talk. And so it also governs my teaching. Like, for example, by the time I was preparing this very particular message, I have my desired outcome. What's my desired outcome for this very particular message? Go let the people mind understand that, oh boy, it is up to them. That's my outcome. The whole of this thing I've been talking now without our finishing in the next, what's it called, 20 minutes from now. The whole of this thing I'm saying is just to make sure that my outcome comes to pass in your life. That after we finish, you go back and look and pick one thing and run. We have been running with too many things and the too many things has been holding us back. How do we know? Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 11 and 12. Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. Let's look at the scripture. Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. It says here. He said, moreover, the word of God came unto me saying, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what seest thou? Not what prayest thou. <laughs> what seest thou? Not what prayest thou. Many of us are praying without seeing. We are praying without seeing. And God himself is confused. What do I need to do for this? Because it is not, there is no seeing yet. What seest thou? That was what he asked Jeremiah. Not what prayest thou. What did you see? There are some of you now. Your limitation is your eyes to see. Your eyes to see. Your eyes. And let me say this to you. If your seeing can be sponsored by you, then it's not God. It's not God. Because God will only give you a picture that is equivalent to his status of what he can pull off. So when God gave you a scene pattern, and that very particular scene, like for example, without a platform church, see, how much, I'm trying to just be skeptical. The total GDP of, Bill, not, not Bill Gates, yeah, Bill Gates, total GDP of Bill Gates, 
concerning what God wants to rot in platform church, he can't pull it off. He will go broke. Literally. At this level, I'm telling you, he will go broke. I know. I've seen the end. So now I preach like the end. I don't preach like I'm trying to know. You see me now. 40 years, 50 years in ministry. This is how I was to be preaching. Because I preach from the end. I've seen it. It looks good. It looks good. All my pastors are blessed. All the workers of the church, they are being paid powerful salary. Powerful. Like I like saying, I keep saying, my pastors in my church, I'm very sorry if you, have, if you are jealous about that statement. No problem. That's your problem. It's not mine. My pastors in my church, they will drive Bentley. Bentley, big boys. The church pays their salary. They are not squatting. They are not sharing rooms. They have their rooms. Their own estate that they are staying. So that they can preach and focus on this gospel. So that they don't begin to now begin to ask you guys to drink petrol. No. So because of that, my prayer of my level is equivalent to what I have pictured. My desired outcome determine my prayer now. There are some of you, your prayer, we can tell your prayer is today prayer. There is no desired outcome from your prayer. We can tell from how you pray now. What is your desired outcome? He asked Jeremiah, what seest thou? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Verse 12. Then the Lord said unto me, thou hast seen well. He said, for that which you have seen, I will hasten my word to perform. Until you see well, there cannot be a performance of it. Until you see well, there can't be a performance of it. There is something that my wife and I, we are pushing within the media sector right now. Boy, we, we are, by the time I finish talking, I promise you before we sleep today, we'll still talk about that because every day we marinate those things because that is where. Today, all of a sudden, today, I was looking, I don't want to mention his name. I was looking at this very particular pastor and I'm like, oh boy, the wife is just told me, I don't want to talk the sector of media. The wife was, I'm like, ah, babe, you, you need to get there quickly so that me and this pastor will be talking on this level, this level. Because why? It's our desired outcome. I'm saying it because that's the outcome I want to see for her. As much as she knows the outcome that I picture for the future for our marriage and stuff. Concerning her career, I have an outcome. I want to go to a cinema and I'm looking. This is the film produced by my wife. Written, produced and directed and stuff. Sharp! Then I see their college glory like the husband. Like, it's okay. As she passed the red carpet, I passed, turned me to the snappy picture. That's the husband. Snap, snap, snap. Desire outcome. Desire outcome. We can also see that with Jacob. How? Jacob's desired outcome was to make sure that all the animals that will come out of this very particular experiment I'm doing, they must be spotted animal. And he was so focused on the outcome. And all of a sudden, that thing shifted to him. There are some of you, your desired outcome is not as sticky. In fact, even you, you don't even, you are not convinced of your outcome. If you are not convinced of the outcome you want, how do you want God to hasten that to perform? I don't understand. Remember I said we're having workers meeting. You have to have a desired outcome. Um, scriptures to put down Genesis chapter 28, 20 to 21. And also Genesis chapter 30, 27 to 43. You can read that from the Living Bible. You must have a desired outcome. You must have a desired outcome. Final scripture on that, Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. This was a story of um, the children, um, what you call the guys who built the Tower of Babel. The Bible says they are of one language. It says, and God said, that which they have imagined to do, nothing shall be able to stop them. He said, that which they have imagined to do. What do you want to see this month? As you are advancing, what do you want to see? What does advancement look like at the end of this month? 
What does advancement look like at the end of June? What does it look like at the end of August? What does advance look like at the end of December? You must have a desired outcome and work towards it. Point number six. Point number six. Father, thank you. I believe that somebody is blessed. I believe you are blessed. I believe you are blessed. I believe you are blessed. Ah, blessed, you are laughing at me. Pick and prize. Yes. <laughs> I have to pick and prize you. You can't blame me. Yeah, so certain things, this is your brother. I, I fight. There's certain things I still fight in the African system. But it's okay. Uh, I fight it according to the level of my capacity. That's, <laughs> that's the level I'll get to. I'll fight it and it'll make sense. But now, I just chill. Number six, what do we do? Remember, you have to ward your world. You have to ward your world. What does it mean? Constantly use your words from your mouth to push the outcome of your life. You have to ward your word. You have to W-O-R-D your W-O-R-L-D. You have to W-O-R-D your W-O-R-L-D. I have thought you guys without number. It's countless time. That your garden of Eden is what you are in now. If you don't like it, begin to tend the garden like God says to Adam. Every one of us has been given a garden. Every, no body on planet Earth does not have a garden. Every 7.2 billion, we've been given a garden. Is it two? I don't even know. Let me focus on Africa. 1.3 billion, we've been given a garden. Your garden is your world you are seeing. And like God says in Genesis chapter 2, he says, and God put man in the garden of Eden and asked man to keep it, to tend it, and to cultivate it. And how do you do that? That responsibility is you. Some of it is the fact that you have to constantly use your word to push yourself, the word that comes from your mouth. I cannot be poor. I cannot be. There are some of you, they ask you, how is your business doing? Oh boy, my business is totally finished. And you, you even put totally in the finished. No, well, that's why it's totally finished. Because why? You don't, you are, you are wording it wrongly. You ask me, Dalit, how are you? I'm blessed, I'm rested. I'm, I'm blessed, God said, it's a default. I don't think about it. Because the moment, this is me, the moment you ask me, how are you? I tell you, I'm blessed. I am invoking the five dimensions of what is in the blessing. When you hear somebody says, you are blessed, it tells you five things that come out of it indirectly. You multiply, you produce, you replenish, you subdue, and you dominate. So when I said I'm blessed, I'm telling myself the dimensions of that blessing, I multiply from here. That, that this talent you are seeing cannot be what you see today. So instead of me to tell you I multiply this and I just I'm blessed. But I know that as I'm telling you, I am blessed. I am doing, remember when we did it, I am the, the I am confession, I taught you a, a mystery of the word I am. That anything that comes after I am, you are proved of it. I am dead. And you wonder why your finance is dead. I am is God himself saying anything after me, so be it. That word I am, don't joke with it at all. When somebody asks you tomorrow, how are you feeling? I am healthy and fine. And you stay there. I'm healthy, I'm sharp. I'm the best in after sliced bread. I married the best wife that God has ever created. It's not even based on the South African history. It's based on God's choice. When God was creating my wife, he created her on Sunday when he was resting. It's my wife. I will say what I want to say. It's my mouth. Word your word. Word it. Word it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to 37. 
Matthew 12, 36. Let me show you scripture that would that will make you understand. Because many of us know Proverbs chapter 18, 21. Eh, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and you eat the fruit thereof and stuff. We say it very rushingly. Funny, we say it too rushingly. But you forget to notice that Proverbs 18, 21. Let me just go there before I go to Matthew 12. Proverbs 18, it says, Life and death are in the power of your tongue. It says, And those who love it will eat the fruit. Let's be slow. Fruit. So which means every word that you say carry fruit. Yeah, chew on it. Every word you say, carry fruit. There's a fruit from it. If you say I'm finished, you will eat and finish fruit. If you say I'm blessed, you eat and bless fruit. The choice is your word. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36. It says, but I say unto you that every word, every I do word that a man speak, he said they shall give account of it on the day of judgment. You know, love W, but I know, you know, I'm just joking, I'm kidding. You see this, I'm kidding, eh? These are kidding things. No, I'm just kidding. And you are wondering as you are kidding. Your life is kidding truly. You are really kidding. Because why? He said, every I do word that any man shall speak. It's in your Bible. Go and read it. Matthew 12, 36, 37. I did not put it there. Then he now says in verse 37, he said, for by thy word, he said, thou shalt be justified. And by your word, you shall be condemned. Not by the words of your prophet. Because your prophet, I can come pray for you. But yet, you still say, no, I'm finished. That, ah, this thing is not working. This pastor just pray. This, this pastor, they just like praying and praying and nothing is going to work. Obviously, it's not going to work. How do I know? You've just said it. So, you think I'm going to give myself a headache? No. I have enough people that God has blessed by receiving the word from me and miracles and wonders. I'm not going to be having headache concerning you. No way. I ain't happening. Let me say my hand again. My wife keeps asking me, what's oh, so much trouble is for you? Remember, we're having a workers' meeting. <laughs> I like saying the workers' meeting. Yep. World your world. World it. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 12. It says, you are snared by your words. And you are taken by the words of your mouth. If you want to see a desired outcome, change your word towards your desired outcome. And align your desire to the outcome of what you want to see by what you say. By what you say. Platform is the fastest growing church in South Africa. Fastest. And that's how I say it. I don't care your, I don't care your, what's it called? I don't care your, 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 your analysis. Fast, platform is the fastest growing church. The church that pays his staff premium salary. All my staffs, under insurance, medical aid, life insurance, name the insurance, all of them. The cheapest of my, the entry level of my staff, by God's grace, their minimum salary is 20K. Entry level. That's what. I use the word entry level of my staff. So I don't know who is entry level. The HR department, they will focus on that part. That's not my business. My business is to preach the gospel and to put possibilities, the supernatural, to constantly operate. But why that is happening, I will keep saying it until it comes to pass. Entry level. When I mean entry, in my mind, let me think. Maybe entry is the gate man. Okay, do you guys have gate man in this country? Because I'm still talking from Nigeria. Oh, yeah, security people. Yeah, but you know, you, you, you are trusted to security company. Well, whatever. The entry level, 20K. And that's like they don't have matric. Oh. They don't have matric. There's no certificate. 20K. Imagine what somebody have matric will be earning. Go and figure. Go and figure it yourself. Word your word. Constantly use the word of your mouth to push the outcome 
of your life. Final point, as I come to the place of close. What must we do? How to partake in the blessings of Jacob. Number seven, stay with the scripture and rehearse the outcome in your imagination. Stay with the scripture. Indirectly locate the scripture for the future you want and stay with it. Locate the scripture for the future you want and stay with it. Locate the scripture for the future you want and stay with it. Forget it. See, I'm going to share this because we all have a workers meeting. There's a scripture for me that has to do with Platform Church. And one of the scriptures is in the book of Micah chapter 4 um, from verse 1 to verse 3. So the Bible says there, it said, The Lord's house shall be exalted above all the mountains of influence. And the people will say, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, that's my scripture. I'm not saying that should be your scripture. I'm talking about it for Platform Church. Now, so based on that, all the people that comes into Platform Church, they say the Lord's house shall be exalted, which is Platform Church. I remove that Lord's house, put Platform Church shall be exalted. It's the scripture I have found. As long as the Bible has given me a provision from it and it pops in my spirit by the hand of God, I stay with it. And I look at it, the scripture, I like that scripture, ne? yo. He said, the Lord shall be exalted. He says, and all the people will say, come, let us go in. Which means, white, black, Indian, Peruvian, whatever, I don't care your nationality. All of you are coming in. I locate the scripture. Rehearse it. You see how I rehearse the thing in my, with the imagination. Rehearse it. In fact, I so much rehearse it to the point that platform has this airport. Whereby, because I, I, I attract big boys. Politicians, presidents, kings, queens of kingdoms and stuff. They will fly. And I don't want Owa Tambo to be telling me that my members cannot come to Platform Church and stuff because they, they play in. We will have our airport. As they are landing, there is helipad. From there, they are coming. I've rehearsed it too. He says, the word, he said, they shall flow into the house of the Lord. He said, come, let us go that it may teach us its ways. Which means with that understanding, we are a teaching church. We teach you the ways of God. That's why I'm taking my time to teach you the way I teach. Do you see that I locate my scripture? I stayed with it and I rehearsed the imagination. Amen. Here. You have to rehearse it. The Bible says concerning Abraham. Abraham, Genesis chapter 13 from verse 14 and 15. Abraham, he says, Sir, look from where you are, not look at where you are. Genesis 13, 14 and 15. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward. He said, for the land which thou seest, he says, I will give to you and to thy seed forever. So Abraham, imagination had to go, imagination. He wasn't just imagining where he was staying. Because the reason why God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has become our God, they succeeded in imagination. No wonder the Bible says, ask of me of the nation and I will give it to you. We are only asking God of Rodeport. When God says, ask of nations. Some of us were even still struggling of Rodeport faith or your community faith. Imagination. Abraham, so I bring my thought to a close. Every Abraham currently listening to me, look from where you are. Stop looking at where you are. Look from where you are. When Jacob was leaving Laban's house, he said, see, 
I want to go so that I can feed my children. And so he was looking from where he was. No wonder the increase he pulled off from the partnership with Laban sustained him while he left Laban's family. He imagined the world that he wants to see and began to pull it thereof from where he was. There are some of us only want to operate on a big boy level when we get there. Start thinking big boy now. Because if not, so if you show up there, that level does not understand you. They will deport you back to the place you were before. They will. They will. It says in Matthew 16, 19. It says, and I will give thee the kingdoms of heaven. It says, and whatsoever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever thou lose on earth, it shall be loose in heaven. But that binding and losing is a product of your imagination. With that being said, rise up on your feet and begin to pray. Lord, I've heard your word to mind. Speak to me. The one that belongs to me. Let me receive it today. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, I've heard your counsel tonight. That's that I need to partake of, that I'm not currently partaking. Lord, empower me for me to do that. Have I limited myself? Am I not intentional in my dealings? Am I scattering all my seed everywhere, scattering all my energy, and I'm expecting it to work? My focus is not online? Lord, I refuse that. Help me, Lord. Somebody open your mouth and just begin to make that. For some of you, you have to restitute your mind. My mind, remember today, Thursday is mind shift Thursday. Shift your mind back. Align. And tell yourself it is time to move forward. It is time to advance. If advancement has to be in view, these are the secret of Jacob that guarantees his advancement. Father Lord, I've brought your word to your sons and your daughter. I ask God that you speak to them. In the comfort of their zone, in the comfort of their house, minister, minister to them. Let them see, let them hear you. Lord, I ask that whatever holding them bound, break the yoke off their shoulder and give them grace to receive of the truth of these words in its simplicity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that the remaining days before this week and the weekend come to an end, Lord, give somebody a testimony. Bless somebody. Let the desired result of somebody this week come to manifestation in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone tonight that is desiring something. They have an outcome for what they want. Lord, I put my voice upon their life. Let that outcome begin to manifest from this minute in the name of Jesus. For you right now, I pray. That picture you have captured concerning your future. Every resources that needs to come together for that to become a reality. I release those resources to you now in the name of Jesus. I release destiny helpers. I release men of influence. I release burden bearers. I release gifted people to begin to locate you now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because I know that this is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.